If a worshipped idol has power, it shall always emanate from the eyes or the navel, except for golems, in which case see Volume 98. The Books of Rules, Volume 95, Section 194D. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. In point of fact, Husukar had been blessed now with good government, as good as it was going to get anyway, and peace for several years. In other words, it was pretty damned dull in Husukar. All there were the usual quotient of crimes, magic spells, occasional irritating gaieses, and a number of black art wizards and witches lurking about, and the general population was oppressed by a ruling class of one sort or another as usual, but it was minor petty stuff. There'd be no great new warrior kings to fear and celebrate in song and story through the generations, no wondrous battles, the tales of which would thrill the newer generations for centuries, no epic quests or bold adventures that would make this a time to look back on. Since the defeat and subsequent exile of the Dark Baron and the disbursement of his armies, even those who were most evil in Husaquar seemed willing to compromise with the good and just have a comfortable old time. The rider on the black horse was almost invisible in the dusk, wearing as he was a tight black body stocking, black belt, and worn riding boots. He was a small man, both short and slight, and wore only a small dagger for his defense. He looked elfin, although he was of totally human blood, and somewhat boyish. Yet any who looked into his cold, penetrating eyes knew both fear and respect. They were dark eyes, as black as his garb, and they were very old eyes as well. They said to one and all that this was a dangerous man, and not ever to be taken lightly. It had been seven years since he'd stood with the greats and fought with the best of this world, the forces of evil and darkness brought forth from hell itself by the Dark Baron. He had killed many men then, and a few since, but never without cause. It was cool in Husukwa right now. The gods of the North Wind breathed down deeply this year into the southern lands and refused to take their rest, even as the days grew longer. He pulled his cloak a bit more tightly about him to ward off the stinging fingers of wind and saw in the waning light of the setting sun the signs of an approaching storm front. There was no question as to what sort of front it might be. Soon snow would be all that would be possible out here. It was already far too late for snow, but someone had forgotten to tell the snow that this was so. Only an idiot would be out in wastes like this with weather like that coming on, he told himself sourly. There seemed little hope that he could outrun the storm, less hope that there was any place along this route where he could find shelter for the night or the storm's duration, and it was much too far to turn back to the last settlement. He knew what was behind him. What was ahead certainly offered more hope since he was ignorant of the details, although perhaps not anything better. He had taken this ancient road primarily to avoid uncomfortable pursuit. A slight smile came to his face, and he reached down to his belt and into a small pouch and brought forth a giant emerald, as large as a lemon and alight with an inner green fire. He would have given it back, having proved his point and met the challenge, but the priests of Bathazar weren't the sort to be forgiving just for that. He had no use for the thing. He had long ago amassed more money than he knew what to do with, and he had the most powerful friends and allies in all the world to bail him out if need be. Necessity had made him a thief but once he'd chosen his profession, he'd been bound by the rules concerning thieves, and the occupation had both shaped and gotten along famously with his personality. He was a thief, and he'd always be one. The greatest thief in all Husukwar, perhaps the world. The profession was the grandest one offered someone of no means and little magic, for each theft was a challenge, each caper a unique puzzle to be solved. The more impossible it was, the more he was drawn to it as a fly to honey. He had stolen this, the jewel in the navel of the great idol Bathazar, 
In full view of ten thousand pilgrims and half a dozen high priests with great powers of wizardry, it had been easy, but only in retrospect. He was quite certain, without being egotistical, that no one else could have pulled it off. Still, he would have returned it to them, sent them a note telling them where to find it, perhaps involving them having to lower themselves to a great indignity to get it. But they would have retrieved it. What was the point? The thing was worthless to him now. They had not, however, a true appreciation of his skill, and yes, his integrity as well. They didn't really care if they got the stone back, so long as they got the desecrator of their sacred idol. It wasn't even much of a god as these things went, one of those left over from the bad old days, supported by a decreasing number of followers. That, more than anything, was what had made them bad-tempered fanatics. Priests used to all that power now had to undergo a lot of belt-tightening, and they didn't like it one little bit. He was a handy person to take all that frustration out on.